Welcome to the Habesha Finance Podcast, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve financial independence and overcome your money problems. I'm Matt, bringing you the education and tools to help you get your life back, build wealth, and make a difference. Hey everyone, Matt here with the Habesha Finance Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today I want to share with you 12 costs, 12 considerations of wedding planning and share with you how to plan a debt-free wedding. All right, a simple and easy way. Now, having a wedding can be an awesome and joyous experience. On the other hand, planning a debt-free wedding can seem like climbing a mountain barefoot with a jug of milk in each hand. It's that difficult. There's so much to consider and think about that you can oftentimes feel overwhelmed. It's a funny thing, really. So many newlyweds spend more time preparing for a wedding than a marriage. And one lasts a day or two or three, depending on what type of wedding, cultural wedding you're having. And another lasts a lifetime. Your wedding is only for a few days at most, and your marriage is for a long time. So, side note, please do get premarital counseling on the way to your wedding day. And so this is why I'm here, to show you some of the things to consider when planning a debt-free wedding so you too can begin your new life happily married. The last thing you need is to start your marriage paying down debt for a day that was meant to be remembered as a day of joy, love, and new beginnings. The first tip that I'm going to offer is to plan a year ahead. This was something my wife was very adamant about and I'm so thankful to her for that. Start the planning a year ahead. A wedding is a huge puzzle piece that you and your future spouse have to figure out. And the more time you give yourselves, the better. This means that you create a wedding budget one year ahead of the wedding date and include all of the items that you'll see in this article or other articles related to wedding planning. Make sure you two sit down and agree on how much you want to spend on a wedding. This is very, very important, all right? And if you want, there is a uh, wedding planner and organizer that is brought to you by The Knot. I have an affiliate link in the show notes that I will make sure to link out to also in the podcast notes for you just to be able to go and find that. Use that. It's got like over a thousand, two thousand reviews with a four and a half rating, with a four and a half star rating. So this leads me to believe this is very important. Me and my wife, we used uh, a Google Sheets uh, spreadsheet that helped us plan the wedding and just put all the items and everything that we needed to put down there. All right. So the next thing you want to think about when planning a debt-free wedding is selecting a wedding venue. The venue can definitely be one of the biggest costs of a wedding if you're not careful. The venue you choose really depends on the number of guests you expect to have. Usually, the smaller the number, the less you'll pay. However, expect to pay a hefty price for a small wedding in the ballroom of a five-star hotel in downtown. There's just no way around that. Again, selecting a venue takes time and you want to do this a year in a year in advance because so many other people are getting married on your wedding day and if you're not careful that wedding venue that you're like 50/50 on will get snatched up. It will get taken. So I really encourage people to as part of their wedding planning include the wedding venue a year in advance. Um things to consider, venues are cheaper every other day except Saturday, all right? Check for employee or military discounts. Sometimes you can get a 10% discount or a 5% discount, and that can go a long way. Next on this list as you're planning your debt-free wedding is to consider the cost of food and drinks. Bottom line is alcohol is going to be expensive. 
Finding the right caterer is going to be tough. This is something you definitely want to shop around for. Fortunately, our parents and many of our parents' friends helped cook and prepare the food at our wedding. This was a huge cost savings for us. Also, my wife's father offered to pay for the alcohol at our wedding, which was another big help towards the expected cost of the wedding. This was monumental savings for us because we didn't know how we were going to be able to afford so many of these expenses so many others including like the parents contributed just whether it was through their hands or through donations or funds to help us support you know funding this wedding I do want to mention that since we had our own cultural food, Ethiopian and Eritrean type food that we were preparing, it was important to find a venue that would accept food cooked outside of an approved vendor. The venue we selected was accepting of this, so you'll want to confirm with the venue before you decide to provide the food for the wedding yourselves. Usually this comes with a fee, just be aware of that. Next up, wedding invitations and save the dates. Here's one item that will need a lot of attention, but not really. As much as you want your friends to be there to celebrate your big day, you can't invite them all, and that's okay. Your parents can't invite all their friends, and that's okay. Believe it or not, you're even going to forget to invite some of the most important people in your life. Get started on this as early as possible. I would say once you've placed a deposit on the venue, you need to work on that wedding list and have it finalized. I recommend you visit this list over the course of several months because you'll run into people that you'll add to the list later on. Once you reach your max, stick with it. A word of advice on when to save the dates and wedding invitations. Save the dates. Go out four months in advance of the wedding. Invitations need to be sent out six to eight weeks prior to the wedding. Those are all just general guidelines, but I think if you go with four months for the save the dates and then six to eight weeks prior to the wedding, that will help you in the planning and the organizing of your wedding. Also, if you're having a destination wedding, save the dates need to go out earlier, obviously, and no less than eight months out. For our save the date photos, we actually had a buddy use my DSLR camera, Nikon D5500, and we used Vistaprint for save the date invitations. Shutterfly is another great printing service available, but for our save the dates, we didn't go all out and do some expensive, unbelievable, you know, high cost invitation. We had a buddy of mine who was actually a pretty decent photographer take pictures of us for our save the dates and then we took those pictures uploaded it to vistaprint and then just built our own created our own uh, save the date invitations and it worked out well people really liked it people still have it up on their uh, refrigerators three years later and they i don't know they like they liked it and i, I still have a copy of mine a couple a few copies of my our save the dates just as a memory as a keepsake and it's really nice and it's something that you could easily do and print and get that type of support from Vistaprint or Shutterfly. You can do the same thing with the actual invitations, but I recommend you try to find somebody who's uh, used to that, who is who knows about writing invitations and can design and do it properly. We had a friend of ours recommend someone, so that was a great plug for us. Next up, wedding dress, suits, and attire. For our wedding day, we went to Macy's for the guys, and the ladies got their wedding dresses from an expensive place I won't mention here. We also had cultural clothes imported that was a little challenging to get, but thankfully we had help in getting the cultural dresses from Ethiopia to the U.S. One quick note, you've got to plan for wardrobe malfunctions. Anything can happen at any time. I remember being in a wedding for a friend and the glue in one of my dress shoes started melting. So the sole came off. The sole detached from the rest of the shoe. 
Even at our wedding, my wife's culture dress had a little mishap that her amazing bridesmaids were able to fix quickly. So just be prepared. It doesn't hurt to have like some string or some, you know, needle or something that you may need or some super glue or something that you'll need for any kind of quick clothes repair. And if your wedding party is tight on cash, try to have a strategy where everyone wears similar color suits and dresses. As long as you and your fiance aren't overly concerned with uniformity, this can be a great way to save on wedding costs. All right, next up, singers, DJs, speaker systems. Good wedding entertainment can be hard to find, especially for a big cultural wedding like ours. We needed to make sure our singers and speaker system were good enough to get the crowd hype. This was another expense we had family graciously help us with. Honestly, a DJ with a nice sound system is what weddings basically need these days. Or just rent some speakers with an auxiliary connection, make a playlist, and press play. That's an ultimate cost-saving hack right there. And nowadays, with YouTube and the internet, you should be able to do research on options for your entertainment. Book them in advance, just like your wedding venue, because, you know, singers and DJs and bands do get booked in advance. And, and also, be clear on who's providing what. Sometimes, the DJ may be expecting you to provide the sound system, and that would not make for a good show if there was no sound system at the wedding reception. Alright, one of the biggest hacks of our wedding... When it was when it came to the wedding cake. I give credit to my wife for this genius idea. Wedding cakes can be very expensive. And one strategy we had was to have a multi-layer cake where only the top layer was real. Yes, only one layer on the multi-layer cake was real. The rest of the cake was a dummy cake or a fake cake. Now, your wedding cake designer or baker should know about this. So what we did was we basically saved about 800 to $1,000. That's what my wife told me. We saved so much money. And because we got a fake cake, which you can get on Amazon for like 23 bucks or 30 bucks, I think uh, I'll put a link in the show notes. You can get that and then have someone, have your baker design that as opposed to making an expensive purchase on a cake, you know, that really doesn't add value to me. It's all about just the appearance, right? So just get a fake dummy cake for like 20 something bucks, 20, 30 bucks on Amazon and have your baker design it, make it look nice, make it look pretty, whatever. It's just simple design that's actually going to go on a dummy cake. It's just, it's like a styrofoam. It's not even a styrofoam, but it's like a solid piece of, uh, you know, uh, plastic or what, if you will, that. It just sits on the bottom part of it's three it's like four or five layers and you can put the real cake the real one layer cake at the very top it's very simple very easy and one of the best ways to save a lot of money and, and so you may ask okay what cake am i giving to my guests well it's so easy buy a sheet cake buy a sheet cake from sam's club buy a sheet cake from costco maybe Publix or where whatever other grocery store has this and it is a huge way to save cost save money on the cake part of this wedding planning all right next up we're over halfway of these of this list um so just thanks for bearing with me the next part of a wedding that you have to consider is decorations decorating the venue 
Decorating was something we had a mix of professional and non-professional help with. If you're really strapped for cash and want a debt-free wedding, then you're probably going to need to figure this out yourself. I recommend looking to Pinterest or Instagram for ideas to create your own setting. If you do hire a professional decorator, see if you can work with that person and have your bridal party be the hands that do the physical labor. That can be a way of saving some money. Now, wedding flowers. I didn't realize how critical and expensive this part of a wedding was. Naive of me, right? Well, there's no easy hack for this. You could get fake flowers, but that probably won't fly. Check with your decorator and tackle this part of the wedding by setting a max cost. The more you express to your decorator your financial situation, I'm sure they're going to be willing to work with you. Part of planning a debt-free wedding could be that there just won't be any flowers. It's your call. Just don't fall into the hype of having a bunch of crazy, high-priced flowers. At the end of the day, you want your marriage to last forever, and expensive flowers that will put you in debt won't help that cause. There's a Pinterest wedding flowers board for some ideas to help you plan, and I'll also link it in the podcast show notes. Now, when it comes to transportation, Hummer limousines are just not for everyone, and really not necessary when planning a debt-free wedding. The ultimate hack would be to have a friend with a convertible, if it's nice weather outside, drive you around. Like I said, this only works on nice, clear day. Still, having friends drive you around is a great hack to save on wedding costs. We actually did rent a Hummer limousine for half the day, and the driver was helpful in giving us a little extra time, but for the rest of the day, we used Uber. Yes, Uber. This turned out to be a great steal on transportation. If you and your wedding party can manage to get some Uber credits right before the wedding, then you can save even more on transportation costs. And the way you save a lot of money on that is having the hotel that you're going to stay at or having the venue, the reception venue, close to where you guys will be hanging out, whether it's the hotel, someone's house, or wherever. Try to keep where the venue and where you're going to be at very close within proximity so that your uber costs are not going to be that bad all right the next part of a wedding that you've got to plan for is a photographer and videographer so i told you we bought a nikon d5500 camera well we use that camera along with a professional videographer and photographer to record our wedding day this proved to be a pretty cool hack the two professionals we used were excellent and the wife was very happy with the final products That's what ultimately matters, right? Happy wife, happy life. I have a YouTube video on that that I'll put in the article. That's the saying that I always hear from all my buddies at work, all my friends around uh, the community. But the photography and the videography of your wedding is something you want to make sure you get good quality for. Just like the venue, you'll want to shop around for a photographer and a videographer. Usually they have samples you can review to make your final decision. We actually reviewed four different photographers before we made our final decision. Now, for the final part of your wedding, which is not really part of the wedding, but it's a really important expense that I want you all to think about, is your honeymoon. Just like your wedding, your honeymoon is something you have to plan for. Now, I was able to receive a discount for our honeymoon, which was in Punta Cana, Dominican Republic, which, you know, that helped a lot. I will confess, like straight up, to be honest, During that time, before the Dave Ramsey education, before realizing like I don't need debt and I don't want to use credit cards anymore, I did sign up for a credit card and got the bonus points intentionally so that I can use those points to pay for the honeymoon. And I basically saved half the cost for the honeymoon with that. 
almost half the cost with that and the discount. And so if there's a way for you to figure that out, figure out a way to, you know, pay for some of the honeymoon, like I don't want you to go into debt for your honeymoon. That's when you get back and you're going to be looking at that bill your honeymoon, you're going to completely forget about your honeymoon. And I want your honeymoon to be a relaxed, free, amazing, fun, joyous time with the person that you just said I do to and that you're going to be spending the rest of your life with. All right. What are some wedding hacks and strategies you use to save money? Planning a debt-free wedding can be difficult, but I think there are enough of us who have been successful and can share what we did. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a wonderful and purposeful week.